0: Welcome back to Cop Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. I'm Errol Koenig.
1: And joining us today, we have a super special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. My name's uh, Kyle Kunzer. I'm I'm Ryan's brother. I was here last time for a special Oscars podcast.
0: Yep.
1: A resident expert. Oh,
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keep him resident in uh, my basement, locked away, just for these occasions.
2: You're going to feed me at some point, right?
0: Only when you earn it.
2: Oh. <laughs> Depends on how hot your takes are. I'll try my best. The spicier the takes, the spicier the food. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, previously, we had a kind of mini episode talking about Just our first impressions for the Oscar nominations, but now, with the award ceremony quickly approaching, we all have had time to think about it, or not think about it as the case may be. And so we are here with our Mm -hmm. official Oscar nominations, putting our our brains to the test and Errol's uh, impressive record from last year, up on the chopping block again. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, I mean, I, I was talking to you guys about this before we started recording, but it, I have no feel for what's going to happen this year. Like, I think there's a lot of movies that are, you know, B plus yeah. that were nominated for Best Picture, um, and like, that's not including my opinions on Black Panther because it's a superhero movie, so I view that differently. But there's a lot of films that are like. Any other year, it would have been like third or fourth nomination on the list, and none that mm-hmm. are like, Oh, th- this is the film, this is the one that's yeah. gonna, yeah,
0: gonna nothing yeah. really standing out as like the favorite is... for most of these categories, yeah,
2: except for the favorite,
0: <laughs> very yes, good, except point. for the favorite,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also as we go through, and Kyle, feel free to add to this, uh, There, are, there are a couple of other. I guess snubs and you know surprises because I hadn't seen all of the films when we recorded our I guess our preview. Uh, so there's a couple that I'm going to add to the list um, specifically for supporting actor. Uh, but mm. we'll yes we'll, we'll, we'll right. get to that when when we get there the, of uh, things that are definitely important to to note <laughs> as we get through it.
2: Yeah, I've seen let's see one two three. Four of the Best Picture picks and then a few of the other ones that didn't get nominated for Best Picture. So, I'm mm-hmm. about halfway here.
1: Not bad. Round. Much better than Ryan. Yes, I have seen
0: Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. How many have you seen, Arrow? Uh,
1: I've seen all eight of the Best Picture uh, nominees as well as a bunch of the other ones. Uh, still hasn't helped my predictions,
0: but you know, yeah, we'll see how uh how hot your takes are then, since you're the most yeah. prepared of all of us.
1: I don't know if my takes are necessarily super hot as to what I think will win and what I think won't, because I think I, normally when it's between what I think should win and what I think will win, I normally side with what I think will win because I want I want to win. But yeah, I want to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. We'll we'll see how uh. All of this plays out, um, and my hot takes are more about the movies themselves because we haven't really gotten too deep uh, about these movies because we were saving it for, for this for this right. episode. So, yeah, I'm ready to jump
0: into it. All right, let's go. Okay. We're going to start uh, with best original screenplay, where we have The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice up for nominations. I have not seen any of these. So,
2: so uh, out of the two I've seen, uh, Roma and Green Book, I think Green Book is, I guess, my personal favorite. I don't know if it'll win. Um, but seeing Green Book, I think that's where I guess that's, that aspect of the movie uh, shines the most. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll get that later on a little bit when we get to uh, actor and supporting actor But I mm-hmm. think the screenplay The story of it is where it's Most That's the most interesting part about it So I'm not sure about the other ones
1: Yeah well Ryan do you have a prediction?
0: I mean I circled the favorite On our ballot
1: Okay uh, Well so Ryan I am going to agree with you I also went with the Favorite Uh, mainly because I thought it was the most original of all of these Mm -hmm. scripts. It was about, uh, I guess, a love triangle that takes place in Victorian England with the queen, and it's just super unique and weird, and I don't usually love uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, who wrote and directed this movie. Uh, He did The Lobster, which I hated that movie, but this was just a unique take. You know, maybe not unique, but it's thought it was original and something I hadn't seen before. So I gave that the edge over uh, Roma and Green Book. I think right now the favorite is Roma uh, when I looked online. Hmm. Um, but I, I went like, with a favorite just because. Just um, also, my, I have a very, uh, I don't know, woke, might be the right <laughs> way to put it, uh, response to the Green Book. I, I saw that movie and it was fine. It was, you know, an enjoyable movie. But I, I realized I was kind of tired of seeing movies about a a white guy learns not to be racist by hanging out with yeah. a, a black guy. It's like I've seen that movie so many times. And I feel like this movie's going to do really well at the Oscars this year and, you know, probably against my predictions. But it'll probably do pretty well because it's a perfect movie for grandparents. I was like... <laughs> This movie, it it shows that we're not Mm -hmm. racist. We think that this is great. We're growing as people. This is like new and progressive, and it shows equality and diversity. This is like us taking a stand, even though it's like the most basic, you know, of the most basic of you know stories. We've seen this a billion times to the point that I'm tired of seeing it. I'm ready for the conversation about this to evolve and grow to like where we currently are, even though it's way even though that's way different to, you know, how how this movie portrayed it. Um, also, I was telling you guys about this before the podcast, or I was mentioning the name, you probably guys had no idea, but, like, this trope in movies is called The Super Duper Magical Negro, coined by Spike Lee, one of the other nominees. He probably would agree with me in my take uh, uh-huh. about Green Book, because, you know, it doesn't really add that much to the conversation, and it's about... A white guy learning about racism from a black guy, and that's you know, kind of yeah. in, in in my mind I was like, oh well, this the only reason why this black guy exists in this story is so this white guy can become a better person. He is a prop for the white main character. And that's like I mean, like can we get stories where the black people aren't props, where they are, you know, they're real real characters. Again, this is nothing against um Herschel, who did a great job in his performance, and we'll get to that because he was nominated but I, I i don't know i that that is my my woke stance on green book um but we'll see
2: I mean, I can agree with that um yeah, when I came out of Green book, it was very dis- it felt very much it was just in a movie I enjoyed, but not really anything that special mm-hmm. um, but I just picked it because I've only seen two of the movies there.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, I think that's that's definitely fair. And I think Roma does a lot of things really well. I'm not sure if the screenplay is necessarily where it shines. But yeah, I don't... that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Also, Vice did a, uh, it was really original and, you know, it was pretty cool. But, again, Adam McKay and what he did with that movie, the strengths were not necessarily in the screenplay. It was another... Other aspects that I will get to uh, later that we will talk about. So there you have it. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's take a look at the next category then. Best adapted mm-hmm. screenplay. We have The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Black Klansmen. Can You Ever Forgive Me? If Beale Street Could Talk and A Star Is Born. So um, I, I circled Black Klansman. Again, not having seen any of these, but because uh, of all of these, that's the one I've heard the most buzz about. So that's what I went with. What did you guys think?
2: Um, so I saw If Beale Street Could Talk and Black Klansman. Neither one really stood out as something that was like, oh man, this should win adapted screenplay to me. So I kind of went with The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Because it's the Coen Brothers, and I think that's where they do well. It's
1: yes, it, historically that is very true. That is very true. Um, I mean, I I agree that with their the Coen Brothers do normally do well in the screenplay. I don't love the Coen Brothers. I'm not sure if you have talked about this on the podcast before, but I like movies with heart in them. And again, nothing against their films, but they do a really great job of making heartless films. That's what they're for, and that's what people love about what they do. But it's just definitely not for me. Um, I I think, but it is, you know, definitely an interesting screenplay. I also went with Black Klansman, uh, just because I'm, you know, one. I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, I. I also, liked *A Star Is Born*, but I don't think the screenplay was, I guess, the mm. best part of it. And uh, if *Bill* *Bill* *Street* could talk was also pretty good, but also I don't think the screenplay was necessarily its strength. So I went with *Black Landsman* because you could definitely feel, you know, the. Well, I don't know. I just I I, I thought it was good. I liked it, and I think it also uh, because they're probably not giving the director. Uh, award to Spike Lee, I think that's probably a good place to recognize him for voters,
2: yeah, so I think the fact that it's a very like you know if you had told me there's a story about a black guy who you know invades the uh <laughs> KKK, I would <clears throat> never would have believed it actually happened, so I yeah. think it has that um unique you know story to it that'll definitely you know give it more attention, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Alright, let's uh, take a look at the next category then. Best visual effects. Where we have Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, Kyle, why don't you tell us what you thought
2: first? I found this a pretty easy decision. I went with Avengers Infinity War. Um, really? Okay. I think almost all the official visual, visual effects were great. Thanos is where they obviously spent most of their money on because you can really tell uh, Josh Brolin's emotions behind the VFX they put all over him. Um, I guess if I had to complain a little bit about the VFX in Infinity War, it would be uh, his, his hedgemen. They're kind of like, they look kind of like video game characters. Yeah. Um, As well as the uh, whole third-act CGI army thing. Um, I guess I never saw Ready Player One. Based on the trailers, it did look... It looked mostly good. And then for Solo, uh, I guess it was all right. (laughs) Nothing about the visual effects stood out to me there. So I think that's what I have to say.
1: I wouldn't know about Solo because I I think I've mentioned this on the podcast a couple times. I may or may not have fallen asleep uh, for a good chunk of that movie. So it's on Netflix. I should get to it, but whatever.
2: Yeah. You could skip it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Brian, what do you think?
0: Well, unlike Kyle, I had a difficult time choosing this one. Um, This is probably the only category where I have seen the majority of the films. uh, And I think all of them had like, different qualities that were all really good um mm-hmm. i had a hard time choosing between avengers infinity war and ready player one uh, mm-hmm. i think if infinity war and solo are good examples of like you know, the blockbuster movie with lots of cgi taken to like its highest form uh, mm-hmm. i think infinity war did a better job like you said, because of all the character work they had to do for Thanos and the henchmen and so on. But ultimately, I went with Ready Player One because if there's any visual effects shot that has stood out to me throughout any of these movies, it's the shot or the whole scene from Ready Player One where you have these video game characters who are in The Shining movie Mm -hmm. and the blend of you know i assume taking some of the original shining uh you know tapes and artwork and blending that with a completely different set and style of characters and putting them together it was uh like i remember sitting in the theater and being blown away by uh how good it looked and so that's the thing that stuck with stuck with me and so that's why i picked ready player one
1: uh, I am agreeing with Kyle here. Oh, well, I do I think well I do think that Ready Player One might have actually been a little bit better. Maybe not better, but like I thought they were pretty close. I think more of the voters have seen Avengers Infinity Wars. So I'm yeah. giving I would give that the edge. Also, on top of just all the character work that they had to do, all of the different like sets. Like the CGI sets that they had to do, they had to do space, they had to do uh, you know they had to do space. They had to do you know Earth, Wakanda, all the different places where the, all the different explosions were. There were just a different, a whole bunch of different, I guess, toy boxes that mm-hmm. that you know the visual effects people had to work in. And I thought it was, I as far as I can remember, all seamless. Uh, for Avengers, and I think because well, I guess Ready Player One also has that a little bit too, but I feel like yeah. a little bit. Um, in my mind, a little bit more so with Avengers. So that's my pick. Cool. Let's keep it moving. Yep. Ryan, what's next?
0: Wait, I have one more thing I want to say. One more thing. Um, because no one else is going to defend First Man. I might as well do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the one thing First Man did really, really well was its uh, visual effects uh, and some of the sound stuff, which we'll get to later. But uh, th- because they used a lot of like original newsreel, footage Mm -hmm. um and had to blend that with their you know new footage they were taking they did a very good job of putting the two of those things together despite the significant difference in image quality between the two of them so i will say that for first man
2: but I, i was about to say that uh live action winnie the pooh looks very creepy so yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked Christopher Robin.
1: I disagree. I thought the live-action I had seen Christopher Robin. It was it was done in a way where all of the nostalgia stuff that if the character were too, I guess, animated or too, I guess, I don't know, too weird, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't have hit. But like that was definitely a movie where all, where all of the emotions hit and worked. So I think it makes sense as to why it was. You know, nominated for you know those characters, but also not yeah. anywhere anywhere near the other ones. I didn't go with First Man because I just don't want to reward anything uh, related to that movie.
0: So, <laughs> Ooh, well, uh, let's go on to the next category then, where Errol and I can disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have sound mixing, mm-hmm. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star Is Born.
2: You know. um, I'll just. I'll go I'll first just, since you guys are going to yeah. feud go um, I have no idea really what should win here uh, I put <laughs> I went with Bohemian Rhapsody because it's I guess focused more about music and I imagine they did something to kind of tie the story together with the music and all that stuff I didn't see it but I'm gonna go with that is what I think will win. So you guys can go ahead.
0: Okay.
1: Well, uh, I, I, I will back that up. I didn't go with Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, I'm pretty sure what they did for at least the vocals for you know Freddie Mercury uh, is what what they did is they took a Freddie Mercury impersonator and kind of mixed that with actual Freddie Mercury, you know mm-hmm. singing uh, and was able to make it into a into something that worked really well for the movie. Um, Yeah. So I think that's not the worst pick, but yeah. Uh, Ryan, would you care to uh, say first man so I can disagree?
0: Uh, I'm going to pick first man. Really? Uh, I I do not think first man (laughs) is going to win for Mm. everything that Kyle just laid out. Uh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody or a star is born is probably going to win, but uh, I picked first man. Uh, Because they did, I know they did a lot of work getting uh, the feel of being in the capsule and the difference between like as they're launching. You, they spent a lot of effort getting that uh, the experience for the audience to really feel like you're in a capsule on top of a you know a ten-story rocket flying into space, Uh, and that really came through. And so that's why I picked them for the sound mixing and yeah, I think I don't think it'll win, but I liked it. So I'm going to go with it.
1: Uh, Well, I actually think that you are underselling its actual chances of winning. I think it was up there uh, with actually having a pretty decent shot of winning. I did not pick it because I just didn't like the movie. So I didn't want (laughs) to reward it. Um, (laughs) And I went with another movie that at one point uh, was, Uh, a a favorite uh, to win a lot of things and has since fallen off and I think it's going to get... It's going to need to get some recognition someplace and it wasn't nominated that many other times. So I'm going to go with "The Star is Born. Because, you know, the music in that was just really great and that's sound mixing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's what I have to say. Although the first man, the... I do agree. One of the reasons why I didn't love the movie was because it made me kind of uncomfortable when they were in space, but also it's kind of what you're going for. Um, yeah. But, but at the same time, the reason why I didn't go for that is because, like, I've seen that before. Like, I, I, I saw Gravity. It was the same type of feeling, I think, to mm-hmm. a little, some of the spaceship stuff. And, you know, I don't know. I just didn't want to pick First Man. it's <laughs> <That's laughs> honestly what it comes down to. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, next we have sound editing, which is a similar but not the same lineup: Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. So, Ellie, you went last, for last last time, so go mm-hmm. first this time. Sure.
1: Uh, this one I went with A Quiet Place. A Quiet okay. Place is one of my favorite movies of uh, last year, uh, which, and the movie's entirely based around sound or lack thereof. But because yeah. you're doing a movie with so much empty space, it's all about how you use it
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it is there and when like when to take away sound altogether, when to add like different different things. And I thought that movie was done so so well. You know, the editing and you know, all the acting and the directing I thought was all great. It didn't get any recognition in those categories, but I I definitely think that this movie should get. I don't. I don't know if it will win, just because it didn't get any other nominations, which you know usually is a sign, uh, and especially if it didn't get any sound mixing nominations, which is also not great for my uh, stars born pick. But, eh, I'll, I'm gonna keep it. I like my prediction.
0: Yeah. No, I I kind of agree. I think a quiet place is a pretty good. Has a pretty good chance of winning, kind yeah. of for the opposite reason, in that it didn't get nominated for anything else. And so, uh, because it managed to break into sound editing, where but not sound mixing, I think means that that's the its editing stood out more than the other ones. Uh, that's fair. I still still went with First Man just because, you know, <laughs> I I don't know a whole lot about these movies, and I liked it sounded for mixing so i might as well pick it for editing too
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i i have to pretty much agree with you guys about a quiet place um i f- i mean i think it's been pretty impressive when you're able to make sound such a like frightening thing in a movie mm-hmm. without being just about jump scares um, yeah oh
0: yeah
2: i am going to go on a slight tangent about how uh did you guys see the movie Hereditary?
1: No. It oh, was no. scary.
2: I loved it. I mean, okay. I, I'm just getting on this tangent because I think it deserved to be nominated for a lot of categories here. and Sure, go I ahead. I think it was a better movie than A Quiet Place. Some people find it funny, but I found it like so terrifying. Like, I could... <laughs> Maybe I'll bring it up later if we get to, like, a category I think of snubbed, but... Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I've heard a lot of things about Hereditary that... In, like, people that like that movie love that movie and think that it, it should have been nominated for a bunch of things. And I think it's it very well could have been nominated for a bunch of things. That being said, it's a scary movie. It's also, from what I've heard, it's a weird movie. That it is sense. very.
2: It's a very strange movie.
1: Uh It's a very strange movie, and I think that also means it's probably a polarizing movie.
2: Which, uh, yeah, I assume
1: all of the old, all the old voters after the Oscars are probably going to be like, "Oh, this scary movie. I don't like it. Let me not watch it or not vote for it." Yeah. It's, which is my guess as to why it didn't get uh, any nominations. But you know, that's I don't know. What do I know? I haven't seen the movie. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what, what was your pick, Kyle?
2: Oh, uh, A Quiet Place.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a category, which I'm sure we are all experts on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, live action <laughs> short film. We have Detainment, Fauve, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. Raise um, your
2: hand if you've never seen any of these. I'm raising
1: my hands. This is an audio medium, just for clarification. All of us (laughs) are raising our hands. Um, Yeah, just because I I don't know if or when or where uh, these are going to be available to watch, because normally they have like a watch all the Oscar shorts in the theater for like a week or so before the uh, before the actual Oscars. But that's not yet. So I haven't seen any of these films. I know almost nothing about these films, however, from my extensive research at looking at the odds online, it seems like Marguerite's gonna win.
2: So I picked it. Thanks. I'll go for it too then.
0: I picked Detainment because I could pronounce that one and it was an interesting <laughs> name. <laughs> it's a
1: very good reason, Ryan.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm proud of your life choices.
0: All right, now let's get on to the most important category: mm-hmm. best animated feature. We have Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs. Mayari. You said that too fast. Like, what did I? Wait.
1: You said I love dogs too fast.
0: I'll I love dogs.
1: You love dogs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn it, Earl. <laughs> that,
1: that, that's, I mean, not to get in too much to my pick, but uh, that's my favorite part of that movie is because when you say it slowly, it sounds like I love dogs.
0: So. <laughs> That's you continue, Ryan.
1: Continue. Yes.
0: Go ahead. And we have Ralph. Ralph breaks the internet and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So, uh I'm pretty sure I know Errol's thoughts on this. So, Kyle, what too. did you think for this category? I,
2: I went with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah.
0: Good. I'm glad we all agree. I'm so uh, good. Yeah. If anything's going to to pose Pixar this year. So good cuz Incredibles 2 was a fantastic movie. Incredibles
1: 2 was
2: incredible. I I would disagree a little. I really? thought Incredibles hmm. 2 was all right. Maybe it's cuz I'm comparing it to the first one, but I found Incredibles 2 just very it felt watered down in a way to the to the first one. Um yeah, you know, the villain twist really wasn't amazing. I mean, I don't um, think
1: the villain twist was supposed to be amazing. I said this when we did our Incredibles 2 podcast. Her name is Evil Endeavor.
2: Yeah. Evil
1: Endeavor. It's like, her name was like, it has evil in it. That's like, the, if it's if it comes as a twist to you, you were not paying attention. Right.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Errol. Yeah.
1: So it's, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do get, you know, it was definitely not as good as the first Incredibles. I still really liked it. Um and I thought it was really great and funny and all the stuff. But Edna Mode, because she's the best, was great. But, I mean, of course, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie, I, yeah. I, I am ready to say that it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know where it goes on my list. Uh, how high? Um, but it's probably, definitely top five.
2: Um, I mean, for the movies yeah. that were nominated for Best Picture... I think Spider Man into the Spider Verse is a much more yeah no, I, was a much better movie than some of these.
1: I agree with you. I, for I think it's much better than all of them, hands down. But also, it's you know, it's also Spider Man into the Spider Verse is like my perfect type of movie, where it's about yeah. family and superhero and cool animation. It's like all the stuff I want from a film. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah.
0: yeah, it just blew had, had everything it? out of the water in terms so of so good the animation and so the story and the characters and the so good. the voice acting.
2: So mm-hmm. good. All of
0: it was just so good.
2: So good. I was about uh-huh. to ask, uh, has there been much crossover between, uh, best animated feature and best picture?
1: Not a lot.
2: Before?
1: It has happened a couple of times. Uh, beauty and the beast, I'm pretty sure was the first, uh, the greatest movie of all time. Toy Story three, In my opinion, uh, got both nominations, um, and I'm pretty sure Up did as well. Uh, There might be a couple others I'm forgetting, but those are the three I can remember.
2: It's like I was gonna also just tie this into: uh, has there been like I? This is the only time I know of a foreign uh, language film also getting best picture for Roma. It's. I don't know if that's happened in the past much, but. It must uh, be it, it, rare, at least.
1: It's definitely rare. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of that film was that was about the Holocaust. And it's a really great film. And I'm completely blanking on the name of it. Uh, but that, that one Best Picture uh, and was a foreign language film. And yeah, I don't know. It's happened. It's definitely happened before. Um, Definitely more than animated feature because, you know, people don't respect animated films nearly as much. But
0: yeah,
1: I digress. Uh, Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad we're all on the same page on that one at least. So let's move on. Best animated short film. We have Animal Behavior, Bao. Late afternoon, one small step, and weekends. So, uh, I've seen one of these. It's a bow. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've it was absolutely bow. devastating. And that's why I picked it.
2: Yeah. I found it to be very, very weird in a way that I wasn't sure if I liked or not. <laughs> the fact that, like, she eats him, and I understand the metaphor going on, but. <laughs> It's just so strange that I'm not sure if it's the best way they could have done that little short.
1: I, I am know. disagreeing. I thought it was weird in a way that I thought worked. Uh, So it's like, I i mean, I, I also, all, all, all of us, or, Cal, did you pick Bao? Because that's the only one you've seen?
2: Yeah, or... I'll go for it. Because it's okay. the only one I've seen.
1: Yeah. Um, I have seen two of the other ones. I've seen One Small Step and Weekends uh, 2, which they are both actually pretty good. One Small Step is about a little girl that uh, her dad's like a shoemaker and she wants to grow up and be an astronaut. And then a whole bunch, she grows up and her dad gets sick and whatever. It's really sweet. Uh, A little bit sad, but uh, sweet animated short. And Weekends is about a kid who uh, has to run back and forth between... Uh, her mom and her dad dad on the weekends uh, because his parents are divorced and I could relate to that one um, a lot. I don't think it necessarily got to the emotional punch that I wanted it to get to. Like, I did think Bao got to that point. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm going with Bao. Uh, still have to see Animal Behavior in Late Afternoon, but uh, I've seen some of the animation for Animal Behavior and it looks really great, so... Mm-hmm. But Bao. Bao's, Bao's gonna win.
2: Yeah, you know if the... Uh... So the other two you've seen, do you know if they're made by like a studio or a single person? Because I actually learned something a bit interesting if they're made by a single person.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not sure if it's by a single person, um, but I'm pretty sure at least Weekends was a small, like either a small production company or uh, a small, or like just a a couple people. Uh, I think... Maybe one small step 2, I forget, but
2: yeah. So apparently, if you know, or apparently, these, uh, I guess, smaller production short animated films, you know, winning the Oscar here can actually mean a lot to them because they end up usually getting picked up by Disney or Pixar yeah. <laughs> later yes. on. So mm-hmm. they're just going to absorb that you. Term.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it's if you are good enough to make an animated short that gets nominated for an Oscar, normally companies that make animated feature films or even other animated shorts or animated TV shows, like, we like you, we like what you do, we like your style, let me give you money and a job.
2: So, yeah, very much.
1: Yeah, so cool. All right. Uh, next up, production design. What do we got, Ryan?
0: We got Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man. Mary Poppins Returns and Roma. So I'll I'll kick us off. Um, not that I've seen the favorite Mary Poppins Returns or Roma, but I think just from what I have seen of them, they're all actually have really good production design uh and like cohesive visual styles uh mm-hmm. and things like that. So I totally understand why all of them were nominated,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: I'm going to go with Black Panther because I think if Black Panther is going to win anything, it's going to be production design, and that one, uh, unlike Mary Poppins Returns or The Favorite or most of the other ones, it's not replicating a pre-existing, you know, past or something else. Uh, it's they're taking from Different cultures and creating a whole new culture to view. So I went with Black yeah. Panther because it was just phenomenal.
2: I'd agree with you there. Um, I think I don't. I don't think they're gonna pick it though. I think they're gonna probably pick Mary Poppins if I had to guess. Um, but yeah, I agree with you about Black Panther. The way they sort of build w- the world of Wakanda is very. I guess unique compared to the other films here, who are all basing it off some pre-existing uh, idea. So. Well, I,
1: I will say, Black Panther was basing off of a bunch of pre-existing ideas in in being the different tribes and cultures. Well, yeah, but America they're creating they're something from. new. It, it's something that hasn't been seen nearly as much in movies, and they did they, they took a new twist and made like a whole techno future.
2: Yeah. For, I believe it's called Afrofuturism.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. That's exactly the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, but I went with Black Panther, uh, agreeing with Ryan. Uh, I think it will win. Uh, I think this is they're going to give Black Panther recognition somewhere. Uh, and I think it'll be in probably some of these uh, categories. It was, for me, a close call between that and The Favorite. I went with Black Panther for... Mainly just because I like it more. Um, but I also thought the production design for The Favorite, while it was based on other things we've seen before, what The Favorite does that's different, it's every shot and every, like, corner of every room is so meticulously decorated. Like, it all takes place in this one house, and, like, there's just, it's kind of crazy. Like, if you've seen some of, like, the, the pictures from the... And there's some stills from the movie you can just see that like all of the walls are like top to bottom filled with like portraits and and pictures and designs and little aspects that you know if you if you could just take you could spend an hour studying each wall in that movie which i mm-hmm. think is really cool and definitely a lot of effort put in that i i recognize and appreciate um but also i think black panther is cooler and better and probably and definitely an equal amount of time and effort put into making that work so yeah
0: that yeah again Uh, i I feel the need to come to first man's defense uh not that it should win but it it should get that out of here (laughs) (laughs) but the uh the man hours and attention to detail that they spent on getting historical and scientific accuracy for everything that happened in First Man was astounding and not something you typically see about uh, space movies. So I'm yeah, glad okay. that they did that.
1: All right, so this is the last category that First Man is nominated in. So I'm actually going to throw, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to talk about First Man because we were saving our opinions for this episode. Uh, okay, that's, about it. So that's why I, I ha- that. Yeah, so I have some opinions about this movie that I never got to, to say, so I'm just going to throw them out right now. Actually, uh-huh. it's really just one opinion. I thought this movie is just so poorly conceived of making a movie about like the most boring guy ever. It's just, <laughs> like Ryan Gosling did a perfectly good job playing Neil Armstrong. But, Ryan, this is no offense to you at oh, all. Oh, no. <laughs> I agree. No offense to you at all. But this is basically saying, what if we made a movie about Ryan but make him (laughs) more boring, like the most boring version of Ryan. Like he's good with science, but he's also kind of quiet and to himself. And, uh, but also just the most boring version of that, that could Mm -hmm. ever be possibly thought of, you know, it's, it's,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I I totally agree. I think this movie was inevitable and totally unnecessary. Uh, You know, it turns out that the historical figure who is famous for being secluded and not talking to a lot of people uh was kind of secluded and didn't talk to a lot of people and that's that's kind of it yeah so it was you know it it there was inevitably going to be a biopic of Neil Armstrong just because yeah. he's such a famous person but it was not the most uh engaging film
1: yeah Okay, now we can move on. I feel good now.
0: Oh wait, one other thing. Mm-hmm. The camera work. Whoever decided that every single shot needed to be done in shaky right? cam? <sighs> no. Like, I have never been tempted to like walk out of a movie before, but in the first 10 minutes I nearly did because I just <laughs> cannot deal with that. <sighs> All right. Back on. To the Oscars, which is why we're doing this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So in this ca- next category is best original song. We have "All the Stars" from Black Panther, "All Fight" from R.B.G., "The Place Where the Lost The Place Where Lost Things Go" from Mary Poppins Returns, "Shallow" from A Star Is Born, and "When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings" from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. No. Does anyone um, have strong strong feelings on this one?
2: I'm, I don't know who should win here, but I'm just going to say I didn't really like All the Stars, and that's a little bit just because I think Kendrick Lamar, I've, I've listened to some of his more music re- recently, and I find this song just sort of very plain and uninspired compared to what he's done otherwise. Um... For what I think I will win, will win is probably shallow because everyone seems to love A Star is Born. I've never seen it. But the fact that it has Lady Gaga is, you know, singing it will probably yeah. help it.
0: Yeah, that's what I went with as well. And for basically the same reasoning is that I don't know that A Star is Born is going to win anything else, but it has a decent shot of winning this one. Yeah,
1: no, I... I... I wouldn't say decent. I would say this is as close to a lock as we will get in the Oscars this year of shallow winning this best original song. Uh, it's, I mean, first of all, it's just an amazing song. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just super dynamic. And it's also like ties into the movie a little bit. And lady Gaga (laughs) is also really good at singing. So that's cool. And yeah, it just, all of that stuff really worked for me. Um, I will add that I have heard the other songs, uh, The Place Where Lost Things Go uh, from uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I thought it does the thing that I mean, for last year for Coco, uh, I went for Remember Me because of its, I guess, significance of the plot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and The Place Where Lost Things Go is, I guess, the most significant to the plot of all of these songs. So that would get the, I just don't think it's nearly as good of a song shallow like all like shallow is i guess all of the stars also got some radio play but the shallow is i think the best song in terms of the significance of the movie and in terms of significance of pop culture around the movie it had the highest high in both so yeah
0: no i thought uh the place the place where locks lost things go might give it a run for its money uh partly just yeah. because mary poppins is you know it's a known thing and people already love the music from the original and so i yeah you know, again not having seen it i think it has a good shot just from yeah. being a musical and the, you know the main song from that musical
1: yeah it's i mean i i will add this cause this is also the last time that we're going to be talking about mary poppins um that movie well i don't think any aspect was necessarily like next level or i don't know if that song is like the best song ever um I don't know if it should have gotten any nominations that it didn't, maybe Emily Blunt, but it's a ridiculously delightful movie. It's like mm-hmm. the perfect... I left the movie, you know, just smiling. It was just such a happy, such a fun movie. I, I just I really enjoyed it, and I didn't think I would as much. It was just fun, and Mary Poppins, and Disney, and enjoyable, so I just, I don't know. It was fun. It was good. Yeah, Um. Yeah. so I think maybe if they wanted to recognize it, it would It would be here but also they're going to recognize shallow because this is uh i I think this is probably where they're going to give a star is born it's only oscar yeah yeah which is crazy because it was like the favorite for so long and then it wasn't
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well then the other movies came out because the star is born came out in like october or something right yeah it came out a little bit too yeah.
1: early because uh, it was big and it made a lot of money and it just kind of died down there was a point where i thought that it would make a comeback
2: mm-hmm. like
1: after the nominations i thought like you know shallow would have started bouncing back up on you know on the radio and like it would have been more present and then because of that it would have gotten momentum to maybe you know, have a little bit of a comeback. Maybe you could have, you know, broken into best picture. Who knows? Uh, and because like there was like a two day window where I heard the shallow play three times on the radio, um, mm-hmm. and then I haven't heard it since. And you know, that's the end of that thought. Uh, that's yeah. So it's probably yeah. gonna it's going to win this category. This is the only one that I would say if you're going to bet on a category, bet on this one uh, for shallow. But all
0: right. yeah, all right. Well, the other musical category we have, uh, best original score. We have Black Klansman, Black Panther, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. So, I went when with Black Panther. Sir? Yeah, I, I went with Black Panther um, because I think the the score for that was very good. It I think integrated pretty well with what was going on in the film. And it had a very unique style that I still remember now, uh, you know, so many months after seeing it. So that's why I picked it.
2: Mm -hmm. I went with, uh, if Beale street could talk just because I think that's what stood out to me the most about that movie. Um, you know, the movie itself wasn't that amazing to me, but I remember the music being very moving, so I guess that's my only prop I can give to it.
1: Yeah, I um, I, am, I, I would agree. I thought the music and the score definitely stood out about that movie. Uh, when I saw it, I was, the music had definitely helped carry it more than it probably should have um so i agree but i did go with black panther because of what they did with uh you know the afrofuturism uh with the music being both being able to both like get into that i guess theme but also still be super you know moving and impactful for like the 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 more tender moments or for like for the action scenes when it gets intense you know it it, it really like i can still this movie came out about a year ago i can still remember the score for this movie uh more clear than i can any of the other movies on this list mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i'm going black panther
0: all right well next category we have best makeup and hairstyling mm-hmm. the With- most
1: important category objectively mm-hmm. Of yes. all the categories. The
0: one that decides which movie was the best one for the year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Shout
1: out shout out to Squad.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we have Border, Mary, Queen of Scots, and Vice. So I um have not seen any of these. I heard a fair amount of buzz around Vice and Christian Bale uh kind of transforming himself if I'm remembering that correctly, but I went with Mary Queen of Scots because ones with uh, lots of fancy hairdo tend to do well. So that's what I went with.
2: I think I went with Vice because I remember last year, uh, a darkest hour one. And that had the, you know, Gary Oldman getting lots of makeup and prosthetics. So, you know, look like Winston Churchill. So I think this is a pretty similar situation. Christian Bale?
1: Yep, I'm agreeing 100%.
2: Vice. Is that it? (laughs) That's it. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Come on, Arrow. This is the most important category.
1: It is. That's why I go with my gut for this one. I don't spend too much time thinking about it or analyzing. Go for my gut. Also, I haven't seen Border, and I actually didn't. I still don't know what it is. Like at all. Like Mario Scott, I like, at least saw trailers for. I know it's Margot Robbie and Sersha Ronan, but like Border, I don't know what it is in the slightest. So
0: it's about a guy who draws maps.
1: That but, would make sense. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's keep moving. Yeah.
0: All right. Next up, we have Best Foreign Language Film, which I will apologize now. I'm sorry to the country of Lebanon uh Caper- Capernaum Capernaum from Lebanon oh. what go ahead go ahead okay cold war from Poland never look away from Germany Roma from Mexico and shoplifters from Japan uh I'll let uh let you guys take this one first
2: I have a feeling Roma is gonna win just because of how much it's is- Uh, nominated in other categories, and Mm -hmm. I imagine they're going to give it to Roma in this category, so they ended up, so they choose not to give it in the Best Picture category. Hmm. That's my guess.
1: That is an interesting I guess approach to this. I am I I am also thinking that it's going to win here, but I don't necessarily know if that will affect how well it will do uh, for best picture. Um, I think there is a chance that Cold War wins here. Because I also think that there's a good chance that Roma might get best picture. I don't know. We'll get to that. But (laughs) if, if, if people are picking Roma to win best picture, I think Cold War, which... Uh, I, I haven't seen, but my sister has seen it because it's about Poland and you know World War stuff, and it's definitely in her. It's it's like her favorite topic, uh, but like it's she really liked the movie and thought it was better than Roma. Uh, that being said, I think if Roma already gets recognition in other more, I guess, other bigger categories, I think they might give Cold War some love here. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe
0: I'm not sure that I am, uh, understand the implications of, say, Roma winning Best Picture, but then something else beating it in Best well, Foreign it, Language Film.
1: A lot of yeah. times, a, a lot of times, it's about um, politics, and yeah. so, sometimes True. It, it, it usually is this way for Best Director and Best Feature, where the winner of Best Director. Uh, doesn't usually get the best feature nomination as well, or b- best feature uh, win as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because it means very, because they mean like similar things. So I think that, and I think Cold War was a really good movie, got best director and best cinematography nominations this year. So, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but that must mean that it was a pretty, I guess, a, a pretty good film. And if they're going to give it credit somewhere, I think this might be where. However, that being said, I think it it would it doesn't make sense, and it would it will it will go to Roma, but also, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I picked Roma too, just for the same reasons. I think you know if it's been nominated for so many other things, it's probably going to win win this category. But let's uh, move on. We are almost halfway there, I think, <laughs> to best film editing, where we have Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. So, uh, Kyle, why don't you just why don't you start us off? I think you've seen most of these movies.
2: I've only seen uh, Black Klansman and Green Book. Oh, that's right. But, so. uh. I went with Black Klansman. Um, I don't know if that'll actually win, but based on what I remember from seeing it, there was a lot of, uh, I think, visual comedy that was used through editing. Um, And, you know, I didn't really think Green Book used editing that much to, to its advantage. Maybe they did. And I didn't notice it because film editing isn't something I notice as much as someone mm-hmm. who has more yeah. background in it would. But, um, yeah, I, I imagine my pick isn't what isn't or isn't actually going to win. But I'd go with Black lines Brian, Ryan,
0: what
1: you
2: got?
0: Uh, I went for Bohemian Rhapsody, but... Not for any real reasons. I hadn't seen any of these and it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean I, I guess that could make sense because they were able to sync the music to the which that might be more sound editing, but
0: yeah. And whatever. Weren't they weren't they using some like original footage from the, some of their concerts and stuff and mixing that in?
1: And I think they might, might have done a little bit of that. Um but
0: Whatever. So what did you whatever. think,
1: Errol? Uh I think Vice I think it was by far the best edited film of this past really? year. I yeah. Like it's, Adam McKay is, I think his strength is, comes with editing just with the way he quick pace editing that he does it. It just, he, a lot of times directors put their mark through their visual styles and all of that stuff. Adam McKay puts his mark on a film uh, through his way of editing a film together. If that makes uh-huh. sense. The, you know, upbeat, energetic way of telling a story about one of the worst guys in American history is a really, I don't know, it it was the funnest a movie about a government should be, if that makes sense. (laughs) It's the funnest a movie about uh, a bad guy doing bad things in government should be. It shouldn't be a fun movie, but it was because of the editing that. Adam
0: fair enough yeah so another category that i'm sure we are all experts on documentary short you did did do do some some research so actually i
1: i i will read out the the nominees and also give a one sentence uh i guess description of what happens uh in the movie so maybe that'll affect your decision Okay. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so, documentary short. Uh, we have Black Sheep, which is a uh, black family moves uh, into a uh, racist community. I believe. Then there's Endgame, which is about terminally ill patients and their doctors discussing, you know, the Endgame. Uh-huh. Uh it, it, it is not funny enough. Not about uh, a Thanos. And yeah, I was uh, about to say, like, what, what if the
2: what Avengers 4 is about yeah. terminally it, w- Ill. It,
1: it would be interesting if <laughs> instead of just releasing Endgame, they just show that documentary. It would be yeah. a really weird, really cruel cool switch, uh, and you know, not at all respectful to the uh, people that were fighting through those diseases. So, definitely, Marvel, I would not recommend doing that if you're listening. Continuing, uh, Lifeboat, uh, it's about volunteer rescuers, um, that rescued migrants on the Mediterranean Sea. Then there's A Night at the Garden, which is, I think, fascinating. It's about a Nazi rally that happened uh, at Madison Square Garden that filled the garden in 1939, which I think is just crazy. Uh, and then period, and the sentence, was about Indian women fight menstruation sigma and uh, manufacture pads. Cool. So yeah. yeah.
0: So Errol, since you did all the research, what was the one that caught your attention the most?
1: Well, from my research at looking at uh, at at the odds, uh, black sheep was the favorite, and it's it seems interesting. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, personally, I kind of want to see a night at the garden. That being said, it's only the reason I want to see it is because it, one, it's a really fascinating topic, and two, it's only seven minutes long, and I think really? that is yeah, that's that is short, which means I could watch it. You know, and move on with my day and not like take out a chunk like I would for Black Sheep, which is like a half an hour, or Endgame, which is 40 minutes, which is like a more of a time commitment um, versus the end of the garden, which is, I think, really interesting and also, you know, just quicker. Um, but also, Black Sheep's gonna win, I think.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I went with period, end of sentence uh, mostly because it is the most creative title. And therefore, it must be the most creative movie.
2: I'll go with uh, End Games just for the heck of it. Sure. Cool.
0: <laughs> All right. So next category, we have Best Documentary Feature. We have Free Solo. That's Hell.
1: about a... Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. Oh, why I'll, don't you take it? I'll do it again because I have the descriptions. Free Solo is about this one guy that decides to climb El Capitan. Or El Captain, however you pronounce it, it's a mountain, it won't be offended. Uh, he freaks solo, climbs, <laughs> he, by himself, he climbs up this mountain. So that's cool. Then there's Hale County, This Morning, This Evening, uh, which was said to be uh, about small moments in black lives. Then there is Minding the Gap, which is skaters uh, escape their volatile families and the Rust Belt. And then A Father and Sons, and that's a guy gains the trust of a radical Islamic family. And learns about you know, how that family functions and what they really think and all that stuff. And then RBG, which is about the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So, yeah.
0: So, uh, what did you think again here, Errol? Uh,
1: RBG. It's it, out of all of these, it's the one documentary that I've heard of before. I hadn't seen. Or I haven't seen it yet, although I do want to, and I've heard it's fantastic. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I think that'll. That'll probably win. Um, Free Solo actually it's also in theaters right now. It's in IMAX if you want to see mountains real big. Um, but
0: yeah,
2: like, I know, had I... heard some uh, pretty good things about Free Solo, and I guess I'd pick it just because I want it to be the uh, the most remembered uh, movie with the word solo in it from this from twenty eighteen. <laughs> so
1: that's a good take. It's a very good take.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went with uh, R.B.G. because that was the one I'd heard the most about, uh, and I didn't even realize it was technically a documentary. I thought it was just a, you know, a biopic, and would have been well. Up there's
1: for... there is another film that came out this year on the basis of sex, which is a biopic oh. about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. So I do see where your okay. confusion was. It was a mix of the two. However, uh, the, I, from what I've heard, the documentary is significantly better. Okay. My mom did love the, the movie, but also mm-hmm. it's, you know.
0: Yeah. It's, but it's, yeah. I will say for, for Free Solo, uh, I remember in the news, like when, that, when the guy actually did climb El Capitan, uh, and like that was something that I thought was very cool. And I would totally go and see it in IMAX because I'm sure it would be incredibly dramatic, uh, both visually and, like, you could build a lot yeah. of drama around him climbing this mountain. Or actually, so. it might not
1: be in IMAX. And I think Lego Movie might have faked it out. But, okay.
0: Whatever. Still. Still. Sounds All right. very cool. Yeah. Uh, All,
1: right.
0: All right. Costume design. Yes. Best costume design. We have The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. No. Kyle, why don't you start us off?
2: So, I just went with Black Panther. Um, I mean, that may seem a little too obvious, but I think the costumes were a big part of that movie, and I think it stood out. Uh, you know, I haven't seen any of the other ones, so I'm not sure if I can say they're you know bad costumes or whatever but i just costuming is something i remember a lot from black panther so
0: yeah no i I agree i think uh, a lot of the impact of the production design from black panther came through the costumes and so i i picked that one as well but i know just from the lineup of the other movies here that uh the oscar the academy really likes movies that take place in victorian england and Mm -hmm. the the costumes that go with them so i don't know uh
1: well i will yeah what i i'm gonna agree with you guys black panther um and my reasoning for this is very similar uh to my reasoning for production design uh it's i think it's neck and neck with the favorite uh the favorite is just so interesting like every shot of the favorite is so intricately you know designed and put together uh but I think that again, Black Panther is cooler i personally I like it you know I, I like that style more, and it's just it's not like anything that we've seen on this scale of a film, yeah, which I yeah. think is definitely saying something mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, yeah yeah, same thing for production design. they're not trying to replicate you know old uh you know old dresses they're taking old dresses and updating them and mixing them together to get the same feeling but in a new way. So I think that kind of elevates Black Panther above the others.
1: Yeah. It does so, a great job of like mixing the world of comics and like African history in a way that's really
0: cool. Yeah. All right. So, next category, Best Cinematography. We have Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and Star Wars. Errol, what do you think of these? Uh,
1: Well, so I am going to go with The Favorite here. Uh, For similar reasons as to how I was talking about for the production design and for for costumes, I think every shot is just really beautiful. In this, in, or in, in in this movie, and I think that uh, it did a really great job. And there was definitely a point of view for each, like each shot. that came in with a purpose and executed it really well. I still haven't seen Cold War, and I still haven't seen Never Look Away, which uh, really interesting fact, um, or maybe not. In, but yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, three of these five films that were nominated for cinematography. Are foreign language films cold war never look away and roma all foreign language films which is fascinating oh, yeah. and really cool so the yeah, a diversity and the oscar nominations but i'm gonna go with a good old american film <laughs> uh <laughs> although yorgos lanthimos is not american so uh, or i don't think the cinematographer is either whatever
2: but the favorite is my pick so yeah
0: cool what about you kyle
2: i'm gonna go with roma for one, it's the only one I've seen, and then they—they they obviously had some purposeful choices with, you know, making it a black and white film. But I also remember there being a uh, a mix, sort of, between having more purposeful shots. Like I could tell they meant to frame it in this way to give it a certain purpose, and I think. Uh, I'll I'll get to this later when we get to the best picture a little bit too, but the uh, you know I think Roma does well w- with its with the movie as being presenting itself as almost simplistic, um, not in a bad way, but I can expound to that more. Um, but I think having that style with the cinematography here sort of allows the uh, story to feel more real in a way
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I think you know and I think with that more simplistic sort of cinematography uh, they can also uh, express a lot of the, the setting that without having to rely on dialogue as much because that movie didn't so mm-hmm. that's I picked
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I also picked Roma, but you know, mostly because it got nominated for other things and I have not seen any of the movies now nominated for this category. So it seems like a safe bet. Fair. Yeah. All right. Well, let us move on to now we're in the real biggest categories for the Oscars.
1: hmm
0: So best director we have oh god i'm going to do so bad and i apologize to all of these p- this poor, poor people it's
1: gonna
2: be fun <laughs> all
0: right we have alfonso Car- corian coran
2: alfonso coran
0: okay for roma um Errol, i let you say this one because you've said it several times already <laughs> yorgos lanthimos Yes, for the favorite, Spike mm-hmm. Lee for Black Klansmen, Adam McKay for Vice, and Poet pa- Paw Polikowski for Cold War.
1: I think that's an L, but like a fancy L.
0: <laughs> Paul Kow- Kolowski. Pa- Polikowski. I, yeah. Honestly,
1: I don't know. It's all I know is they did a great job with Cold War. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so uh, s- s- sorry, Paul.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So who did you pick, Errol? Uh,
1: I went uh, for uh, Alfonso, Cuaron. I, I mean, Roma isn't necessarily my favorite type of film, but there's been so much buzz about it by all the people that are either voting for the Oscars or you know talking that like talk of, like the predicted and stuff like that. I think you know, and he he did a really great job. Uh, it's not necessarily for me, but I think he did. A, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, there was also a really great uh, tweet thread by uh, Guillermo del Toro all about Roma, which I thought was really interesting and helped me appreciate a little bit more than I did already. So, uh, thanks, Guillermo. Um, but yeah, so I, I went with I went with Roma. I mean, I think my favorite uh, directing performance out of all of these is probably Adam McKay and Vice, but that's just because. Uh, his direction, or the way he directs is very much, or very closer to what I like, and what my sensibilities uh, prefer. Um, but yeah, I mean, they all did a really good job. I mean, I mean, I talked about Yorgos Lanthimos and his vision with, like, how all the sets looked and all that stuff. But You know, it yeah. is what it is. Uh, yeah,
0: Alfonso. Yeah. I also picked Alfonso for the same reasons, you know, there's just so much buzz around him getting this nomination. Uh mm-hmm. you know, he and Spike Lee I think are the only ones that I've really heard a whole lot of buzz about for this category. And his was definitely greater. So I'm gonna go with Alfonso on that one. Mm-hmm.
2: I I agree with you as I don't I don't think Alfonso Cron is going to win. I want him to win. I but I think Spike Lee's gonna win. Um I, I that would be cool. I think Alfonso Cuarón's direction is, it's its kind of different in a way that I can appreciate for just noticing some smaller elements. Um, you know, I liked, not that this is Roma, but I liked what he did to the Harry Potter franchise. You know, he kind <laughs> of changed the, uh, the uh, sort of tone with his direction there. But, yeah. I think yeah. Spike Lee's going to win, though.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I... I mean, although I did say Adam McKay did my favorite job of directing, I think Spike... I, I would like if Spike Lee to win. This is... He is one of the, I guess, biggest and best directors, I guess, of all time. You know? And this is his first nomination ever for directing, which is crazy. Because he's directed so many films that are so important to so many people, yeah. Uh, you know, and the fact that this is his first, you know, nomination is crazy. There's a chance they might give him a little bit of like a lifetime achievement award. I think, from what I've heard, this is not Spike Lee's best film. It's a very good film, um, but like films like Do the Right Thing are just like a step above. And I think that there there's a chance he gets a little bit of that lifetime achievement. know for this film uh so we will see i I would like that to happen i would love to see spike win but
0: yeah we'll see i did not even realize that alfonso had directed uh, harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban which is by far (laughs) the best harry potter movie uh so kudos to him i hope he wins uh best director Alright, So next up, we have Best Supporting Actor, with Marshallah Ali for Green Book, Adam Mahershala. Driver. What?
2: Mahershala. Mahershala. Oh, sorry,
0: Mahershala <laughs> Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for Stars Born. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Now, Errol, I know you have a couple thoughts on this, and we'll get to that but I want to hear what Kyle thinks first.
2: So the two movies I have seen here, Green Book and Black Klansman, um, I went with Adam Driver because I think Mahersha, Mahershala Ali is kind of playing type here. Um, I didn't find his acting amazing in this movie. Um, I think anyone really could, but that might have just been the character because the character he's playing really wasn't too hard to play. I think I a lot of people could have played him. Um, and I guess Adam Driver, I mean, he's not super amazing either, but he's all right. This whole year is kind of disappointing for me, because uh, If Beale Street Could Talk was directed by Barry Jenkins, and... Mm-hmm. You know, he directed Moonlight, and Moonlight is one of my favorite movies ever, so mm-hmm. to see both him and Mahershala Ali nominated, but not really, like, I don't feel their but movies Barry did Jenkins, that well.
1: Barry Jenkins didn't, I mean, I get maybe for writing, but he did, he didn't get a director nomination, and uh, oh, like... and uh, If Bill Street Could Talk didn't, crazy- uh, we didn't talk about it during our snubs because I didn't even put it together. He wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, which is you know, I I I I, I think I don't know if that's necessarily a snub because I didn't love that movie uh, that much, but uh, it was one of the films that like coming into Oscar season from a mile away. That was one that I kept on seeing was predicted to be
2: up, yeah up there. So. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out because I was just disappointed. But, yeah, I'd go with Adam Driver because I don't know why not.
1: Fun fact, Adam Driver's character is Jewish, so go us. I'll take credit. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, who you got?
0: Uh, I had uh, Marshall Aldi not for any real reason. I just know he's a really good actor and I haven't seen any of the movies. So it seems like a good bet. But what did you think, Carol? Uh,
1: so the one movie I hadn't seen here is can you forgive me? And I heard Richard E. Grant is phenomenal in this movie. Uh, but I didn't pick it cause I hadn't seen it. Uh, I also went with, um, Herschel cause I think that's what's getting all the buzz. And he's, he was, he was really good in this movie. I don't think the character was that great, but his performance, like he did what he could. um, I will say that there's two snubs. One, I forgot about one that I hadn't seen the movie yet for supporting actor category. I think, uh, Charlie Cooper, Charlie Cooper should have been nominated. And I also think Horatio should have been nominated.
0: And, uh, Uh, what, what movie is that?
1: Now, Charlie Cooper is Bradley Cooper's dog. who (laughs) Who was in a star is born. And, Stole every scene he was in, even, I guess, the pivotal scene at the end. Like, he was there and made made it even more heartbreaking. Charlie Cooper was great. Also, Horatio, the fastest duck alive from The Favorite. <laughs> the best part of that movie. So I would have picked both of those guys over um, Herschel. I'm not saying Herschel didn't do a great job. I just, you know...
0: I, it's I mean, hard like, hard to beat the, them yeah
1: yeah i mean and also about horatio like he played the fastest duck alive and you can tell from his performance that there was like a real pompousness to 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 how he like portrayed himself uh on, on the screen so uh, good for you horatio the duck um
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's what i have to say yeah <laughs> um i think i think we i'm sure we talked about this last time mm-hmm. uh but the other snub for this category is um, Michael B. Jordan, of course, oh, from Black Panther. Oh, yeah, of Panther. course, of course, of course. Yeah. Who just absolutely stole the show with his performance as yeah, Arguably my favorite performance yeah. of
1: the year in any movie. Um, biggest snub for me, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and if he was on here, I would totally pick him because he was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, so good.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Best Supporting Actor. We have Christian Bale from Vice, Bradley Cooper from A Star Is Born, Willem Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malik from Bohemian Rhapsody Malik. Malik, Malik, Malik. Malik, yeah. Rami Malik from Bohemian Rhapsody and Vigo Mortensen from Green. Mortensen.
1: Right, you should know Vigo Mortensen. He's in Lord of the Rings. This is one of your things.
0: Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So those are our our actors. What did you guys think?
2: Um, I don't have much here, but for a lot of uh, almost the same reasonings for Mahershala Ali, uh, I don't think Bigo Mortensen really did anything like that special with his character. Not that his character had much to work with, but um, yeah, I, I think he did an all right job. I don't think he was amazing. Someone else could have probably played his character, and they would have done just as well. So, uh-huh. so he's sort of playing an Italian stereotype. I don't know. He was all right. I yeah. think uh, Willem Dafoe might win just because this is the uh-huh. only category he's nominated in. So.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I heard he did a really great job. Um, your thoughts about Viggo Mortensen? I think are. And, and also, uh, Herschel Ali, I think it's probably the most, at least for me, for Robbie Malek and Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought, while that was a fun movie and an enjoyable movie, definitely not an Oscars-level movie. And Robbie Malek was great, but I don't think it was an Oscar-level role. And I think, you know, Freddie Mercury is an Oscar-level Role. However, the Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody was not that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think he did a great job with what he had to do, but I would have liked it a lot more if there was more if, if like his character had to go through all you know, or at least in a more, you know, real way, more impactful way, all of the stuff that Freddie Mercury had to go through. That would have been interesting to see, you know, portrayed. And I, th- I thought, again, I thought Robbie Malik did a great job. No, you know, slander on him. I just thought that the role was, eh. it was, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I went with Christian Bale just because I thought he was just great in Vice. He just totally transformed into, uh, into Dick Cheney, and it was just a really good performance. So I would, I would give it to him. Uh, Also note, Bradley Cooper was awesome when the star was born. There's a chance they might give him, uh, I guess, a little bit more love here than he would necessarily, maybe not deserve, but he was snubbed from the directing uh, category. Uh, And a lot of people, I think myself included, thought he probably should have been nominated for Best Director as well. Um, So he might get a little bit of love, but I'm going with Christian Bale. We'll see.
0: Yep. I also went with Christian, Christian Bale uh, because I know that the Academy loves actors who really transform themselves, and yeah. that's what he did. So I think that was uh, a pretty safe bet. All right. Oh, did you guys have any, any snubs for best actor?
1: I mean, not that I haven't already talked about.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I probably do, but it's not coming to mind at the moment so
0: all right let's move on then best supporting actress we have amy adams from vice marina de tavera from roma regina king if beale street could talk emma stone from the favorite and Rachel weiss from the favorite so what did you guys think
2: i went with regina king from if beale could Sh- if beale street could talk um you know, I found her to be the one person that was, like, really trying with their role in this movie. You know, you could really see the, the desperateness that she was going through to try and keep the family together. Yeah. But I it's probably the one area that it might have a chance of giving, like, getting the win for. Because uh-huh. uh, the rest of the movie didn't really work for it. Um. yeah it, it's kind of sad to think that like she, I could tell she was really trying with the role but mm-hmm. she's not in it enough I think so yeah so
0: what did you think Errol
1: uh, I'm agreeing with you I think for if Bill Street could talk I thought the acting especially for the main like the lead two characters was not very good like, and they were fine. Yeah, they
2: were But
1: right. it's like I, I could feel like they were acting. Regina King was totally in her role, and like just totally transformed into into what she should have been doing. And I thought that was great. And also, what I look for in a supporting uh, actor or actress, usually it's just they have one moment, they have the one scene where they come in and they just hit a home run. Uh, yeah. and, and if Beale Street could talk, this the scene was uh, like right after she went to uh, where was it Puerto Rico? Um, yeah, so she was in Puerto Rico right after she uh, talked to um, her son's or her son-in-law's future son, law whatever. Uh, the accuser and the accuser doesn't, I guess, agree to come back and make things right, and she just breaks down on the sidewalk. And that was just such a powerful scene. scene. Um, That's, that's why I am giving it to her. Uh, I would, I will also say the rest of the actresses did a great job. Um, My favorite scene and my favorite character in, in uh, Roma uh, was the scene was, uh, I guess the, the mom, uh, the Marina date to uh, to Tavira. Her role was great. And the scene at the end, when she's explaining to her kids that she's going through a divorce and what that means and she's trying to keep it upbeat. That was also really great. So I, I I i gave Regina King the edge, but I also thought that was really good. And I also thought that Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss are really good, but they're gonna split both because they're both from the same movie and they both did a great job. So Regina King.
0: Yeah. I think uh Marina de Tavera, again not having seen any of these movies, but uh from what I've heard about Roma and her in particular, she was very good. Uh yeah. So I I think she has the best chance of winning but I I went with Amy Adams uh, solely on the basis that she was once in a science fiction movie that I really liked and did not get nominated for her role Man and of so
2: Steel? I <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my bad my bad
1: Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice Obviously oh, yes yes
0: yes or you know a rival but Yes, she didn't get nominated for that one. And so I feel the need to continually tell everyone how great she is until she gets her Oscar.
1: Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh next category. Yes, best, best
0: actress. actress. Oh boy. Yeltiza yeah. appreciate
1: Elizia. I think. I might right? have messed it up too. I think it's Yulitia.
0: You're right. That's an L. <laughs> Yalizia Apic- uh, Apicero? Nope. Paparicio. Uh, I think. Aparicio. I don't know. It's a okay. hard name. Uh, yeah. She did yeah. From uh, Roma. Glenn Close from The Wife. Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. Lady Gaga from A Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy from Can You Ever Forgive Me?
1: Okay, Ryan, uh, what do you have for this? Have you seen any of these films?
0: I have not. Okay, I went so... with, I went with Olivia Coleman, uh, for the favorite because I'm not sure that the Academy is ready to give Lady Gaga an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> More than anything else, fair. so that's, I think that's uh, fair. Yeah, you know, and for a movie like The Favorite, where it has a a decent shot at Best Picture, but maybe not uh, the best shot, it has a pretty good chance of winning one mm-hmm. of these best actresses categories
1: i think that's fair uh i i think i might agree with you with what i personally well i went with glenn uh, Glenn close i haven't seen the wife but from what i heard that movie is an okay movie with a an outstanding performance by glenn close Ah. um so i'm gonna go with that glenn close is you know one of the greatest so that's why i'm going with that uh I also I also loved Olivia Coleman and I would be very happy if she got that nomination cuz I just thought that she was really good. And the favorite um you know in a kind of maybe not a sad movie per se but like in a, the type of movie that it was she was really fun, really funny um and definitely helped that movie. Also thought Lady, Lady Gaga was really good. Uh I don't necessarily like she wasn't as good as Bradley Cooper in that movie. She, not nearly as good as Charlie Cooper. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, she was, she was good and, would it be fun to see Lady Gaga win an Oscar? Sure. Why not? I don't know. It'd be fun. But, I don't think it'll happen. And then also, Melissa Melissa McCarthy, I've also heard she is ridiculous. Um, Can you ever forgive me? Uh, Just as Richard E. Grant was, but, haven't seen the movie. Uh, I really want to. I've heard great things, but,
2: Um, We'll see. But yeah,
1: Glenn Close. Glenn Close is uh,
0: my my pick. All right. So, Kyle, who did you have?
2: So, I went with. uh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Yasila Aparicio. Did I say it right?
1: Yelizia, I think. It, It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah it does matter. It does it matter, but <laughs> for the
1: purpose of this podcast, we will just apologize and move on cuz we do not have all day. Um sorry, Elizia.
2: <laughs> I I think she did well with her role and I guess cuz her role is very uh I don't know what the right word would be here, but it's not it's not a in your face kind of role. I and think
1: raw is the word I would use.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: I, I, it's, it's I very
2: I, raw I, in that sort of way, but um,
1: yeah,
2: I I think I think she does well with because the the bigger moments in that movie, she she doesn't make it cliche, and I think a lot of that is her acting. So
1: yeah, well, I mean, I I, I thought she was very good, but she definitely felt like she wasn't an experienced actor, right? or actress like this was her first film that she's ever done uh and i could feel that for better and for worse in terms of like those big moments it feels like it's you know not cliche because she's not trying to act cliche she doesn't know what she's supposed to do so she's doing what feels natural um which Mm -hmm. i think comes across really well in some aspects In other aspects it was like i don't know it just feels like this person does know what they're doing on screen in my opinion, she did it for the like not that wasn't a huge issue for me in the movie, but you know, that's that, that's I guess my critique of her.
0: Yeah. So. All right, so final category, gentlemen, we have Best Picture: Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma. A Star is Born, in Vice. So, Kyle, why don't you start us off? Who did you have for Best Picture 2019?
2: (laughs) So, I, I made a little bit of a list out of the movies I've seen of the order I think they would be picked. So, I put Roma first, Black Klansman second, Green Book third, and Black Panther fourth. I mean, I don't know what the other ones are because I haven't seen them, but, and I think Roma should win. Um, Roma is the type of movie where it's not about the plot, and I really like. Which makes sense because there wasn't any. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty much. I, I like movies that sometimes they don't have a, they don't need a plot in a way. Like maybe if you're if you're not. If you need that to get engaged, but I found that it's it's almost just like watching somebody's life occur. It's it's just sort of fascinating if you kind of withdraw yourself from the, uh, I guess withdraw yourself from needing uh, like a major conflict. Um, like I was saying before with the the cinematography, I think the sort of simplicity that you might see in the film works well because of that lack of plot. Um, and I think that also leads to it being a the, uh, the movie being, you can interpret it in any sort of way. Uh, like leaving the movie theater, I was thinking of all of the ideas of what this movie was trying to say and I think that's what a movie of this caliber should do. It should really make you think and make you, um, have a lot of internal discussion. And it's, it's different than what I've seen before. I think it did well in what it's trying to do. I found it just a great movie. And I also think it, uh, if it does get nominated or if it does win, I think that'll help other foreign films, you know, get made. It'll have that support and all that. So there's probably other things I want to say, but it's not coming to mind at the moment. So I'll pass it on to one of you guys.
0: <laughs> so, Ryan? I mean, I have only seen Black Panther. Um, but the conventional wisdom is definitely that Black Panther is not going to win. So I picked uh, picked Roma as well uh, because it got so many other nominations. It's clearly a movie that's having a big breakout. Uh, and I would like to see a Netflix film get Best Picture because I think that would be just good for the industry as a whole. So what did you think, Carol? Cool
1: all right so i disagree with kyle at least in terms of my philosophy about movies i almost need a plot to like a movie Mm -hmm. like if it doesn't have a plot i it's hard for me to get invested uh, in the characters and in the you know in, in what's going on and the little plot that was in roma i you know well there, there was two, I guess, arcs. There was the whole pregnancy part with a pregnancy arc with the Yelizia, and then there was the, uh, the relationship arc with the uh, parents and the kids, uh, which is why, like, the one part I did like was, I guess, the part with the, the I guess, the climax of that, uh, that you know, divorce arc at the end of the movie. That's why that was my favorite scene. Um, but like, it's I felt like Romo was missing that and. On top of that, I was talking I was talking about this movie with my sister. You're we both watching it on Netflix. I think it took her two weeks to watch this movie because she fell asleep the first four four times she tried watching it
2: oh well. yeah I saw it I saw it in the theater for the short yeah run, and there,
1: so. i I think that would have helped um both of us get through it I mean I, I was able to you know stay awake throughout all of it granted it was at eleven o'clock in the morning um so I, I watched it when I was you know bright and early uh fully awake. But all that uh, negative stuff being said, I also picked Roma. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Just because, I mean, like I said, this year isn't a super strong year for movies. There isn't the big favorite. And I think Roma is the closest that we have to that. There's also the green book and there's going to be a lot of, you know, white people that, you know, love making a statement about race by picking the green book. Uh, and, there's there was air quotes around that statement about race because again, it's eh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's you know. So it I, I think Roma's gonna win. Uh I I would I, I like the stars born more, more. Uh I think that's probably what I what I would pick if I'm picking I don't know, the best Oscar film of the year, but it's lost all momentum, so not it's not it's not gonna win. Um, yeah. I I liked Vice. Uh, I thought it was the best a movie could possibly be about such a terrible person, um, in keeping it somewhat honest. Uh, that being said, it wasn't. I don't think on the level that like the Big Short was, where it's able to contend for best picture of the year. Uh, the favorite was super unique and original, but also not that. Not that amazing. Bohemian Rhapsody is still makes me angry that it was nominated for Best Picture. Because if that movie can get nominated and like in the past other movies like if that movie can get nominated, why can't Avengers get nominated? That's just a popcorn movie. That's a glorified yeah. music video. The fact that it was nominated for Best Picture is ridiculous. Uh if if you're if you're not going to let other movies, you know, like Spider Man into the Spider Verse in here, why why? Bohemian Rhapsody. I guess there was Rami Malek did a good job, so maybe they gave him a pass for that, but stupid. Black Panther, I love, and I want it to win, and there's there's a chance. There's a small chance, but there's a chance. Uh, and Black Clansman's also pretty good. Not Spike Lee's best. Definitely not the best picture of the year. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Roma. That's just to sum it up, but like again, I don't really have a great feeling about my picks this year i have no idea i hope black panther wins all the awards i hope bohemian rhapsody and you know first man win none and,
2: i was gonna yeah. say uh one comment on black clansman i think i would have personally raised it higher on my list if they hadn't done that little thing at the end um, i disagree
1: I, explain,
2: then I'll explain why I disagree. I felt the thing the I don't know what to call it, but they had a whole bunch of clips about the uh, the uh, violence in Charlottesville mm-hmm. and other, I guess, quotes from, you know, white people in power, all that stuff. Um, I felt it was very tacked on and forced because it, it didn't really relate to the actual plot of the movie if it did then i'd probably give it more of a pass and i think it is somewhat misleading because there people are going to think this is the uh current events are related to that direct story um and it just if i didn't like how they did it 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 just got on my nerves like they were trying to make a a statement rather than a good movie, having that tacked on at the end. So,
1: so here is why I disagree with what you just said. Uh, I think that this is a movie that shows uh, racism and the KKK and David Duke losing. It's a rel- relatively uplifting where it's, you know, it's a win for the good guys. Yeah. However, I'm sure as Spike Lee was making this movie, Charlottesville happened, and all of these terrible things. Like, well, this movie's showing a win, but that's there's still so much to be done. If we just leave it as a win, kind of like, like I I think his thoughts. Like, if we just leave it as a win, what separates this from you know from Green Book, you know, right? You know, and by showing this at the end, I was like, hey. We've made improvements since, you know, when this, when I guess the story took place, but there's still a lot to be done. This is still a very real issue um, and something that's super present in our everyday lives uh, or maybe not all of our everyday lives, but for black people in America and their everyday lives is super present and, and unavoidable, frankly, and showing this at the end kind of forces home that idea is like, Hey, this was a great story and all, but like, there's still stuff that has to be done. Spike Lee was trying to make a statement with this movie, uh, and I think that little clip at the end kind of hammered it home. I think it made all of the thing all for me all of the stuff that happened in the movie uh, was cool, great, and all. It was a perfectly fine, you know, an enjoyable movie. Uh, but it made, but it, it was a movie. Movies about racist people, kind of, you view it as like, oh, it's just, it's just a movie these people don't exist, bad guys aren't real, and then you see that clip at the end, it's like, oh wait, these people do exist, these people are real, there still has to be stuff that we have to mm-hmm. do about it. Which, that's why I do get your point, I do think it, it wasn't super congruous with the rest of the movie, but for me, I felt like it, it, it worked and was necessary for what Spike Lee was trying
2: to do. I could so. see that, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, um i guess the only thing left to really discuss uh are there any snubs that you guys thought there were for best picture i mean we mentioned spider-man into the spider-verse which Mm -hmm. obviously should have been in here and it's a tragedy that it is not Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but was there anything else from 2018 that you guys thought should be in here
2: i think hereditary should have made it um i feel like i've spilled a lot of what i've already said but uh that movie i guess it, it is mainly a psychological th- sort of horror and i think mm-hmm. that's sort of the best kind of horror uh they do so well with the uh a lot of aspects of filmmaking here that i was surprised it wasn't nominated for something like cinematography or editing because i the editing in that movie actually i did notice and i found it really effective for the horror um as well as production design. Um, but it was such a creepy movie, and you're just mm-hmm. always on the edge of your seat. But I think the fact that you were, the fact, like when you mentioned it was such a polarizing movie, is probably why it wasn't nominated. It was kind of, <laughs> yeah. it was very weird. It, when I was in the theater, I was like gripping my seat. But at the same time, there was people like, behind me laughing so it's it is very much about what scares you and Mm -hmm. this movie mainly focuses on like uh i guess the villain i Mm -hmm. I don't really know what to call it because it's not really a villain but it's demonic that's the sort of the force behind the horror yeah that appeals to some people and doesn't for others
1: Yeah, and I think this also goes into kind of what you were saying about Roma and comparing, I guess, Hereditary to A Quiet Place, which A Quiet Place is much more plot-driven of a story, and Hereditary is a lot more about the feeling and the more the psychological impact that it has on you, um, which is why my snub was A Quiet Place. That's what I want to get out of a horror movie. I want to... I mean... Again, I'm not super literate in horror movies because I th- I think they're scary and I don't like scary. Uh, but I did see A Quiet Place in theaters and the entire time uh, I was balled up on my chair with my hoodie covering half of my face as I was watching it uh, in terror. <laughs> and, you know, it's m- movies like that. That's that's like the level of that's how I want to be scared, where it's, I guess, more plot based, less just slasher, less psychological, I guess, in a sense. More, more thriller than horror, if that makes I think is yeah. what I'm going for. But yeah, A Quiet Place against Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I know we talked about it and already said that it should have been nominated, but, like, so good. So, so good. good. So good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> bum, bum, bum.
1: Like, like so good. Uh, that was great. I don't know. It's That... That's my my favorite movie of this past year, and I think it's because it's a superhero movie, because it's, you know, an animated movie, because it's Spider-Man, a character that we've seen in films, you know, a whole bunch of times already. It doesn't, maybe not doesn't get the respect it deserves, but, you know, didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't get in there. but
2: Yeah. I am kind of surprised that we didn't get a horror film because for the past couple of years, there has been a, a rise in like good horror movies. Outside of Get Out,
1: what, what other horror movies have, I guess, gotten to that recognition?
2: Well, I mean, I would say Hereditary and A Quiet Place. They both had good recognition. Recognition. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, crap.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can't I, think of the I, other
2: I, ones that come to mind but yeah,
1: yeah I, I do get what you're saying but I think horror movies is kind of in a similar place as animated movies are where people that are voting for the Oscars are still viewing it as like a B movie where it's it's not it's not of the same level of quality or whatever as movies like you know Roma, Green Book Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> <laughs> I mean again that's why I was upset about Bohemian Rhapsody is because if you're not going to let movies like you know Hereditary or A Quiet Place that like really move viewers why you're going to let Bohemian Rhapsody which is just a fun music video it's a glorified music video that's all it is but.
2: Yeah. I, don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean I think this is why they were toying with slash are going to add that Um, best popular movie category uh, because there definitely is a lot of dissatisfaction with the kind of movies that get nominated for best picture and you know the ones that win like they are good movies uh, in the Mm. objective sense but they're not the ones that people fan over and the ones that get make people the happiest per se
1: yeah I, Um, I am interested in seeing how all of that plays out because how are they going to judge the most popular movie category? Are they going to judge it as what's the best movie that qualifies as a popular movie or are they judging it? What's what movie makes the most money, which is essentially what popular means.
2: Yeah. And it's going to be Marvel are, movies.
1: <laughs> are they just going to say Avengers, you know, end game is the, the most popular movie next year because it's going to make the most money or are they going to, you know, look at all the films that have come out and, you know, say, I don't know, the like Lego movie too, or, you know, even though it didn't make as much money, uh, but was a really good film, uh, maybe, maybe Captain Marvel, which might probably won't make as much money as Endgame, but might be a much better film. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so we'll see.
0: Yeah. But it'll be an interesting place, I think, to kind of see, like the horror movies go head to head with like Pixar movies, you know, go head to head with some, you know, a Netflix film, maybe, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of have this weird conglomeration of just what was popular.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and it'll be interesting to see if there's any overlap between popular and just best picture. Yeah. Uh, because Black Panther would under yeah. this popular, def- would, would definitely fall under the popular category. Um, mm-hmm. But like Social Bohemian Rhapsody, would, would those movies be put in that popular category and not in this category. Are they going to save you know those spots specifically for you know these these category for like these films that are higher brow, not you know not for the everyman. Just you know, are they, yeah. is it going to be going to become pretentious, or are they going to have it be popular category, kind of like animated film or uh, foreign language foreign, or foreign language film exactly where. You know it's it's a qualification to get into that category um but if a film is able to break out of that category and is good enough like a black panther like a bohemian rhapsody uh <laughs> it, it like aroma <laughs> Exact yeah so we'll see yeah
0: yeah
2: all right, all right well i
0: think that uh that just about covers it we had lots of thoughts uh maybe not the most hottest of takes this year, but that's probably because there weren't a whole lot of uh, favorite movies for these categories. So yeah. We'll and I, 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 I had out.
1: all of my hot takes in our last episode. We were talking about snubs where I said that uh, Kira Knightley for, uh, uh, for uh, Nutcracker and the uh, four realms uh, should have been nominated when I thought Haley Steinfeld should have been nominated for best actress. I, I, I saved all of my hot takes for, for that yeah. episode, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah all right well i think it's just time to sign off errol where can people who listen to the podcast find other things from the podcast
1: well if you are interested in finding all of the stuff that we do here if you want to subscribe or download or listen you can check out itunes soundcloud or google play all of that stuff will be available or any of the podcast aggregators that takes from those sources so be sure to check us out there make sure to leave us a review If you like the podcast, we will read it on the podcast. Uh, And we, you know, still haven't gotten any uh, more from people that are not currently on this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I I would appreciate it. You know, if you write a review and it's nice and all that stuff, I I might send you a dollar. So you know what? Maybe. You never know. If you write a review and I send you a dollar...
2: Ever had another one <laughs> uh, maybe i mean ryan will send you a dollar in that case yeah just because okay. ryan's closer he'll, yeah. he'll hand deliver it to you
1: yeah um yeah. but yeah dude leave oh us i want hand you... delivered oh yeah hand delivered a hand delivered dollar which is the perfect way to receive uh, a single dollar <laughs> um, yeah you can and also pennies. exactly yeah <laughs> Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter uh, podcasting. You can send us an email at cotposting at com to ask us any questions you want, uh, you know, about the Oscars or about any of the movies. And if we get, you know, a good question, we can talk about it on the podcast because uh, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, let's, you know, Ryan, Let's let's do a mailbag episode uh, okay. at some point. If you want to send an email to codpodcasting at gmail.com with questions, we'll see how long it takes till we get enough questions to do a mailbag episode. We're just gonna we're gonna leave this up there. It might be like a couple of years until we get to that point. We'll see. Cod pas- yep. Codpassing at gmail.com uh, to check all of that stuff yep. out. Remember iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play for all the normal things. Yep. You know am what? I forgetting
0: anything? I am going to set up a Google form so that Ooh. you can instead of emailing us there will be a link in the show notes for every episode where you can submit questions and we will get them that way I like so that, that you don't have to use uh, email and you can do it right from your podcast app of choice.
1: Yes. And I also, if you submit that, I also might send you a dollar as well. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Do that. All right. <laughs> I
2: think that's it. I think Bye that's everybody. It
1: too. Bye. Thanks for listening.